Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Second Course Podcast, a podcast of Coppell Bible Fellowship. And I have to say, am I allowed to say Merry Christmas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We've made the turn, right? Post-Thanksgiving. We have done it. We're post-Thanksgiving. It's time to say Merry Christmas. I am here today with Michael and Barkef. How are you guys doing? Doing great. I'm a little, little bit under the weather, but other than that, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I keep telling Barkev not to try it or he's going to hurt himself. This voice just, is cultivated I, I over can't do a decades. Voice. No one can do it like you. Mm-mm. Or I've always got a cold. That could be lifelong cold. That might, might be what it is. I've always got a cold. But uh, hey, you know what? I was. Uh, we just had our Christmas under the oaks, and I do want to say thank you. Uh, we have had several people come up to me and say they've reviewed the podcast and are enjoying it. So I love that. And uh, I'm not going to single anybody out and embarrass them but uh we really appreciate you guys because the more you review uh review the more you give us uh, good scores the more people will become intrigued and yeah. interested to hear what we have Amen. to say or turn us off halfway through you <laughs> never know it could be one or the other um but we are continuing today actually we're wrapping up our jonah series because next week we start our christmas series home for christmas which i'm looking forward to you ought to see you guys who have not been well most of you haven't been here yet wait till you see the set this oh, whole yeah. church looks awesome. This It's just cool. Talented absolutely. people. It absolutely. is absolutely Talented. cool. But uh, we're wrapping up Jonah first. And Michael, you had uh, you had the privilege and the honor to, to close it out this week. I thought you did. Uh, it was awesome. Very powerful stuff in this uh, in this message, especially when you, you kicked it off. But uh, if you real quick, for those who may have missed it because it was the end of Thanksgiving and they haven't had a chance to watch it yet, give us a, a quick overview of Jonah 4 and uh, kind of where we landed. Yeah, well... Um, the week before, Barkef, I think your title was Experiencing Grace. That's it. That's and I it. didn't title this week what I'm about to share, but I think it could be titled this. It could be called Ending Grace, mm. because Jonah wanted the grace to be done and over. <laughs> he didn't want to share it at all. Yeah. He, he wanted it. He didn't know he wanted it. There's kind he of a possessiveness. <laughs> right, yeah, right. he didn't want it to be extended to the Ninevites. And so in Jonah 4, you know, I had another opening that I was going to share, but I thought it wasn't as good as the one that I ended up going with. Mm-hmm. Which it was, was quite powerful. It, it was. That was a true great story. Personal that's, story was very That's why powerful. I chose yeah. that one. But originally I was thinking, you know, about eight years ago is when I found out there was a Jonah 4. Because um, <laughs> you don't learn that in Sunday no, school. No, Sunday no. school VBS is Jonah three, and he eventually Unless goes to the Ninevites. Unless you watch Veggie Tales, yeah, oh, yeah. Veggie Tales, uh, yeah. Veggie Tales Veggie. did do Jonah four. Yeah, they, they did a good job. It's too. been a while since yeah. I've seen that, but all that to say, I couldn't recall it, and until about you know maybe a decade ago or whatever. But he, it was the Jonah three. He goes mm-hmm. to the Ninevites finally, yeah, and he shares this message, and they repent, and all is good, and that's mm-hmm. the end of Jonah. But we find out that's not the case at all, and kind of what started Jonah out in Jonah one going the opposite direction yeah. you see now even after uh the the ninevites re- repented and the lord mm-hmm. relented jonah kind of goes back to the jonah one personality and he's mad and angry yeah. and, and, there, and it's for good reasons like you can't fault them these people are evil people mm-hmm. and uh they have they have put pressure on and pain to the israelites for years and years and mm-hmm. so he's looking at it from his lens here on earth going oh, i don't understand this and i'm not okay with it um, and so the Lord's trying to get a lesson across to him, saying, the same grace I gave you is the same grace I'm giving them. It's either yeah. for everyone or for no one. And so great, in, great. in your eyes mm-hmm. right now, you think it's, you wouldn't say this, but you think it's just for you and not for them. Yeah. And that's not how I work. And so I was just trying to get people to understand, this is a crazy ending to a book. It does end abruptly, and there's some crazy kind of things that happen in it. But deep down, 
when we see people or think about people that have hurt us, wronged us, or in the world at large, mm-hmm. or who people we say are evil, what is our thought and view towards them? Is it one that we're saying, hey, let judgment come on you, and I hope I literally yeah. hope you die because the world's better without you? Or, like the sons of thunder. Yeah, yes. like the sons of thunder, yeah. exactly. Or is it, hey, you know what? What you're doing is not okay, and hopefully I can mm-hmm. be the Christian I'm supposed to be and step in that gap, and until then, in whatever way I'm supposed to do it, as hard as it may be, I need to be praying for you, and mm-hmm. I need to be thinking the same thing the Lord's done with me, He can do with you. Yeah. And so I wanted people to see that, and I think it was the, yeah. the great ending of the... Jonah series, but even it, it kind of just culminates at the end of the book where mm-hmm. God asks some questions and Jonah doesn't give us an answer. And that's yeah. for us, I think, to sit back and think, where do you do this in your life? Yeah. And so I was just trying to get people to understand that. And and I enjoyed doing it. It was a great, that's, it was a fun time. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, when we go, when you start at the beginning of Jonah and you have Jonah resisting what God has called him to do, I think that's one that all of us can sit there and go, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Jonah 4, for me, is uncomfortable because it's the most relatable. Like, it it seems to be that's the one that you can easily fall into that trap of, um, again, back to the people who hurt you or wronged you, to sit there and go, I don't want you to have that. I want justice, but I don't want grace Mm -hmm. for you. Actually, I want vengeance. I want vengeance. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. well, that's in our human human understanding of justice is vengeance is Mm -hmm. the return of that pain and that Mm -hmm. hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess my question, and, and maybe it's more of an observation, do you feel that's true for a lot of people, for yourself? Because for me, that's more of the personal conviction of, you know, it's like, wow, that's the thing. And I've always struggled with that. I can remember having conversations as a kid um, where a parent looks at me and says, do you really believe that God will deal with these things in the way that is best, whether it is through his grace and he's forgiven them and they have uh, admitted their wrongdoing and their sin or, you know, putting it all in his hands and trusting him that that is what God desires? Uh, I'd say in general, when we're personally injured, and probably more often than not uh, emotionally injured, mm-hmm. I think our immediate response is, I want you to receive in kind. Yeah. And and that's, you know, I think we all, becoming a believer doesn't automatically change that. Mm-hmm. It gives us the potential of participating with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. within and actually turning that, that that page to another view of things, mm-hmm. but even even long in uh, into my spiritual life, there are those times when those personal affronts. It, it, it takes me a minute. I got to mm-hmm. stop and 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 get quiet for a little bit yeah. because the flesh naturally pops up. Mm-hmm. And that's where we really lean on his strength and his power. It's not something we can gen up. We can't decide, well, he told me I should forgive, so I'm going to forgive. It doesn't right. work yeah. that way. It's like, uh, Lord, I need mm-hmm. you to change mm-hmm. my heart and my attitude. You need, I need you to help me let go of the stinking thinking that I got going yeah. on. And, and without that help and without turning for that help, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's and, not going to happen. That alludes back to the first, was it first or second week? or maybe third week where you were talking about 70 times seven forgiving exactly. and, and not just like forgiving and then rem- and then holding on to that grudge. I forgive right. you now, but I'm going to bring it back up as a, exactly. it's the debt or, or, you know, here's a ledger of all the things you've done that's wrong. I'm letting this go and I'm forgiving you, um, which is difficult for us. Y- you know, Michael, you talked about, okay, Jonah just ends abruptly. <laughs> In fact, you talked about just slamming the book shut <laughs> right, and right. just walking off. Um, this is just an opinion. Uh, why do you think it ends that way? I mean, why do you think, uh, you know, where's the, 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 I think the power in that message of seeing that all of a sudden it just, uh, 
uh, kind of ends and we're left with that thought. If, if you had people walking out the door on Sunday, what would you want them to be taking away from that? And the fact that you have this narrative that just kind of ends on a note that you're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's right. the nice, tidy, neat ending? I, I love the ending because it. I think it paints, you know, people think and, and when you become a Christian, you become a believer that your life may be uh, best case scenario, happy, happy ever after, all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it is better with Jesus than without, I would agree. But in the Bible, you see I don't, I don't, happy endings don't really happen. You know, people are dying in the New Testament, mm-hmm. apostles, disciples, hor- horrific ways. But when you're reading the books, you kind of they kind of close nicely, and you can move on to the other one. And I think the whole book of Jonah mm-hmm. is such a drastic change in the feel of a book that you read in the Bible and in the structure of it. And I think Jonah wrote it, mm-hmm. and so I think he's writing from his perspective, going, "If I would have just." sat here and thought about all these things, had more time, whatever the case may be. He's looking back, 2020 is the vision. Mm-hmm. He turn around and see what the Lord's done, and he's going, man, you know what? I don't want to tell them what, what happened next. And I have this kind of thought. It's not, it's not in the Bible, but I kind of hope as a prophet of God, after he doesn't answer the question in 4, 7 through 11, yeah. I kind of have this feeling that he goes back into the city and begins telling them what a prophet would tell them. Mm-hmm. Hey, not only did the walls come down internally and the Lord has saved you, he's relented, but let me tell you about how he can fill your heart up. And let me tell you about Yahweh. And he's walking through and talking and being, mm. and I don't think he wants to tell us that part because that kind of that kind of fits in with the rest of the Bible and how you would expect it to play mm-hmm. out. He's like, no, I'm not answering this question. I'm going to tell you the my, from my perspective exactly what happened, Jonah 1, 2, 3, and 4, and you have to wrestle with this because I want you to look at your own life. Mm. And I think... I think that's one of the reasons it's written that way. And I think it represents us better when the way it ends, because that is more of our tendency. And, and, and when we look at Jonah and we see it end that way, we think, well, didn't you get the message? Did you not figure it out? And really, <laughs> it's for us to say, oh, have I figured it out yet? Yeah, yeah. So it really is so personal. It's, it's such a powerful punch to not then have a sweet ending, yeah. but rather have... Here's here's where it is, and here's where you will be if you don't look to me for the strength to yeah. have a, a better mindset. Well, and on top of that, there was, I don't know, I've probably preached now, call it 10 times, I don't know, 12 times, so I've been on staff, maybe more. There were more people that came up to me Sunday mm-hmm. saying, not saying, oh, this is the greatest message I ever heard, but they said, this one hit home more than anything mm-hmm. I've heard mm-hmm. in the last few months. That's awesome. And that's because it is such a personal thing. And there was someone who came up to me, tears in their eyes, and yeah. said, I have a phone call I have to make. Mm, I have to go awesome. home and I have that's to make awesome. Awesome. And things like that. And you're like, man, that's... I, I, then I'm sitting here talking to this person thinking, I probably have a phone call I need to make too. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. That's what I said towards the end of the yeah. sermon was, hey, what, what you notice if you read this whole book, you sit here and think about it, the book could have been the book of Michael mm-hmm. or the book of Nathan or Barketh. Mm-hmm. This is our stories being played out and we get a chance to think about it. Luckily, Jonah lived it out and we get to see the bad that happened, and but yet think about it and hopefully change the the way in which our book would be written. Yeah, I think that's something that's special about the book in that chapter is that there really is, I mean, that's transparency, right? He lays out his failings, um, but then doesn't quickly try to wrap it up. Like you said, I remember a, a seminary professor 
said, you know, we were, it was a class on creative writing and, and he said, you know, a lot of the things that go on in, in Christian culture with the fiction and whatnot is that everybody loves the part where the kid comes down the aisle and places his faith in Jesus, but nobody really wants to address the fact that he robbed the store the day before. <laughs> um, because that's just as powerful to see that move from, you know, being this person who's lost and, and then experiencing God's grace. And it's easy to wrap it up, but you still have to, in some ways, reconcile and deal with that and and see that's the that's incredibly powerful to see that and i like the idea that jonah going back into nineveh and saying hey guys let me let me tell you a little bit about more about what's going on here. man i sure hope that happened you know that would right, be right, i mean right. again speculation but it's kind of a cool i mean it is a cool a thought that you know to be able to do something like that because you know we talk about transparency uh in our own lives but uh, how willing are we to really rip open that that door right, look right. at it, not just to everybody else but to look at ourselves like you said and say i gotta make a phone call or absolutely. something like that absolutely and to be uh, honestly self-depreciating mm -hmm. to say uh, you know jonah tells a story and he's not telling it like it's a fake story it's like yeah. no this is how hard i was yeah this is where i was and and i'm hoping you're not there but mm -hmm. if you are consider what it looks like yeah and I think it's powerful. And I think when you take that in the context of the body of Christ, here's ministry that we can have to one another. Mm -hmm. um, just being that, like you said, that self-depreciating, but not in a fake kind of joking way. Like, I just need to be open with you. This is, this is, and I want you to not experience this. I can, mm -hmm. you know, as a parent, you do that. Mm -hmm. You're honest with your kids because... Um, you're, I don't want you to. I want you to learn from my exactly. mistake. I don't want you to have to go through the process of learning this for yourself. If you would just grab it no and run with it, and and that's a really neat. You know, there's almost a fatherly or, or parental thing to this book of like, mm -hmm. hey, don't do this. Exactly. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. There's a, there's a phrase uh, when I was uh, working my way through school. Some of the laborers I was working with said, "Go to school off of me." Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> watch I remember watch that. my mistakes and let let huh. that school you instead of you having to do it yourself. I have a new catchphrase to run into the ground. There you house. go. There you go. <laughs> go to school off of me. There you I'm go. gonna write that uh, somewhere and that, put right. it in there. Hey, that's true homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, that is true <laughs> homeschooling. <laughs> oh wow. Um, so, any other thoughts you guys have on uh, as we're wrapping this series up? We have. I mean, I felt like this is one that we've dug into on the podcast. Like. Some of the podcasts we've done for Jonah have been some of the longest ones we've done because there's just so much in there. Um, and, and, you know, kind of it's one of those things that this is this would be great for getting questions from the congregation. Hey, what, what did we hit that you missed? But do you guys have any thoughts of things maybe we haven't talked about in reference to, to Jonah? So the last verse of the book is this. Should I not have compassion, God speaking to Jonah? On Nineveh, the great city in which there are more than 120,000 mm. persons who do not know the difference between their right hand and their left hand, as well as many mm. animals. What he's describing is collateral damage. Mm. They're those who aren't even, haven't even reached the age of accountability. So if God wipes out Nineveh, he doesn't yeah. just wipe out those bad, ugly soldiers. Mm -hmm. He wipes out their children who are still innocent mm -hmm. in mm. that sense, from that sense. And, and animals. And when we don't forgive and allow God to express his grace in and through us towards someone who's offended mm -hmm. us in some form or fashion, when we don't do that, we're not just hurting that person. Hmm. There is always collateral damage. Mm -hmm. 
And that's, there's a true story. Um, when I first met Susie, she was working at a, a Christian camp, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a young woman who was her camp director. And uh, when the summer was over, everybody was going back to their normal situations. She's this wonderful woman, and a uh, young woman. She was in her mid to late 20s. And she was driving down the highway and came to an overpass, and there was two teenage boys who, for jollies, were throwing concrete blocks at the cars going by. Mm. And one of those concrete blocks hit directly in front of her steering wheel and killed her instantly. Wow. And uh, those two boys, of course, get arrested, and they're in jail temporarily waiting for trial. Mm-hmm. And her father went to the jail cell and talked to them and told them, I want you to know I forgive you. Mm. Wow. I want to tell you about my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you about my daughter's God. Mm. Mm. Imagine had he not had done that. Yeah. The spiral those kids had already begun mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. foolishness and the possibility, the potential to have that all turned around because they saw an expression of grace they mm. would never have known. So he interrupted collateral damage. Wow. And, uh, and I really think that's, that's one of the ultimate lessons yeah. in this whole book is that when we take that other view, mm-hmm. there's going to be collateral damage that, frankly, uh, we have invested in. Mm-hmm. And that's something we don't want. And many times it's, it's, we, we don't even see where that collateral damage is until it's too late. Um, and I can think about uh, times in ministry where, something was, you know, there was a, 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 I was hurt or whatever, and wanting and desiring to kind of give that back to the other person or wanting that justice is actual vengeance kind of thing and how that impacted my, me personally at home. Absolutely. It's not just in that direction, but it's also at home and the relationship with my kids and that, and my wife with that uh, anxiety or anger or whatever, it just, you know, it needed somewhere to go. And unfortunately it goes out to them. Um, so you have to be you have to be guarded in that, and and again back to what we've said before, that is that life of dependence on the Spirit is to constantly be uh, living by His power because you, if you attempt to do it on your own, what you're going to have is what right. you're talking about bloodshed in right. a figurative sense. I had a, a mentor once told me uh, when we hold a grudge. We're going to find out that the skeleton at that feast is our own. Wow. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's good. Hey, should we go two more weeks on Jonah? <laughs> we should. You get man. a week, Barkef, Nathan. I, you get a week. You know, hey, look, man, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know of how much I have. You know, and I've heard similar things like that, and that's probably the best one that's I've ever great. heard. That oh. that one's awesome. But uh, But there's, you know, there is so much in this book, and that's something I like. Uh, I think we, as a church, encourage, and we should, is just because we've covered Jonah Mm -hmm. doesn't mean we, there doesn't mean there's nothing left to learn in that. Absolutely, absolutely. um, You know, for each of us, the encouragement for us from, or from us to our congregation is keep reading, Mm -hmm. you know, go back Mm -hmm. and look Mm -hmm. at it again and, and, you know, see what else that God is going to show you in that. Yeah, ask the Holy Spirit to really open it up for you. Yeah. 
ourselves. Yeah, and then share it with us. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's that that assumption sometimes that maybe the guys up on stage already know everything about it, but right, that's right. not true no, at not all. Not even close. It would be, you know, there have been times somebody says something, it's like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. Let me go look, you know. Absolutely. And, and so that, at the same time, being able to go through this message series, it, it, is, a, it is a mutual endeavor between us and the congregation, well, and I think this that's... This is one of my favorite parts, is yeah. going back and forth and going, wow, I didn't even see that yeah. one yet, and oh, wow, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. even when you're just thinking about the Holy Spirit working, and as you're reading and studying for your passage, you're going to preach, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the Spirit's telling you something. Right. Yeah. And you're right. like, oh, i got to stop for a second. Right. The same thing happens back. to you guys when you guys open up the Bible and read it. Yep. Right. And you're right. saying, hey, Lord, reveal to me what maybe something I missed or something exactly. specific for exactly. me. So get yeah. back in and read. I For me, that thing was literally I started thinking about the Joseph Coney story. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about, okay, you know, the Ninevites were evil people. Well, they seem yeah. like they're so far away from us, centuries and centuries. But then the no. Joseph Coney's mm-hmm. a little closer. And then you start thinking of Hitler and all the... And, Bin Laden and ISIS and terrorism and all these people. Yeah. And then the thought literally came to me. I wrote it down here. Would you be okay with worshiping Jesus for eternity right next to someone who like you that. right now wish was, you know, like the Ninevite people? Man. I wish right. they would die. Right. I wish they weren't here. They bring evil and that's it to the world. Mm. Well, the Lord could change their heart like he changed yours. Would Amen. you be okay with sitting beside them for eternity worshiping yeah. Jesus? And I just sat there and I'm like, I can't type anything right now because I know there's people and family even that yeah. I'm just like, man, I just don't, there's just things there that I'm like, I just need to deal with this. I got to mm-hmm. work through right. this. Let it so go. those are things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. That as I even was preparing for this, I'm like, this is taking a lot longer. And we had Thanksgiving. So I'm sitting here yeah. going, well, there's a family member. I got to talk to <laughs> you. You got to prepare yeah. that. All of those things. So I'm just sitting here like, man, this has been real applicable to me. Well, that was my, one of my thoughts was, okay, so when did you make the Coney connection to this met was it like in that moment you know years ago when you were there and you said oh, oh this is a lot like or when you're in the middle of studying you know for your message going oh no no let me tell you so a, a month maybe a month and a half ago I saw one clip from the movie Blood Diamond okay yeah which has child soldiers in it but right. they're not from the LRA they're in Sierra Leone yeah that made me think of something I hadn't thought of in over a decade, and that's mm-hmm. the trip to Africa and Joseph Coney and, and th- this pastor and all these kids. And so I was overwhelmed, and I'm like just thinking about it. Well, then a week goes by, and it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. I'm preparing for this sermon, and all of a sudden I'm thinking, why does why does Jonah hate the Ninevites so bad? Let mm-hmm. me do a little bit more research here. You start finding out all these evil things about the Ninevites, not just that they're evil, but you get yeah, you get the graphic, and you're like, and, yeah. Whoa, who would do this? And then boom, pops in my head. That's... And I was like, wow. And I kind of had a moment of first being like, wow, Lord, that is, thank you, you mm-hmm. know, first of all, for bringing that. Uh, uh, it wasn't the whole movie. It was a, just a two-minute clip yeah. of the boy or his dad trying to get him to come home, and he's crying. Yeah. It's, just so, it's emotional. It pulls you in. And so I'm just sitting there thinking, man, I don't know why I even ran across that on YouTube. I'm looking at yeah. it, and I'm just like, what is that? And then that's what the Lord used to get me thinking of that, that a month later I'm now on stage sharing. So and you just, think that, that that was years ago. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, you get it. But then there's the more even more impactful uh, life experience that is just paralleling mm-hmm. what you're mm-hmm. reading in Scripture. Well, it's one of those things you want to block out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you so don't it, want to remember it. It, it goes but, into the, the way, you know, dark, deep back yeah. <laughs> section of your memory, yes. and now all of a sudden God brings it. No, I want you to deal with this again. Yeah. I mean, it's been a decade since I thought about that. Yeah. But... um. And it was such a shock to the body because 
uh, there was nothing. Of course, I, I said this from stage. I was like, yeah, I was young and naive. I was like 20. I think I'd still have the same mindset right now. There was not a yeah. thought in my mind that that guy was going to say what he said about, oh, I just want to tell him about Jesus. I thought for sure. I would have bet all the money in the world that he was going to say, if I ever find him, oh, just wait. And so I'm just sitting here like, I'm with mm-hmm. you. Let's go. And then he said that, and it literally stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. Like, I probably quit breathing for 10 seconds just being like, what? What? what wow. How did you How do you even get to that place? Right, you know, right. that's really yeah. what it was. Holy Spirit. Yep. <laughs> and he would say yep. it, no doubt. And who is sitting there hitting us on the head going, oh, no, 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 no. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I almost said this. Uh, it's a phrase in Luganda. One of the languages there, Mukama Ebazibwe, and it just means praise the Lord or God is good or God is great. Yeah. And when you say that, whoever's around who would recognize that phrase says Amina, Amina, which means Amen. Yeah. And as he's crying and he's saying, I just want to tell him about Jesus. Someone goes Mukama Ebazibwe, and everyone around just starts going Amina, Amina, and everyone's oh, going Mukama Ebazibwe. Wow, Mukama that's Ebazibwe. a moment. Wow. All of them. Yeah. The kids, yeah, yeah. Right. everyone, mm. and so oh, you just so like. Cool. What? See, oh. this is why you have to listen to the second course podcast. Yeah. You get the right. even, you get even more of the story. I, and there I, you go. Honestly, I had it in my notes to say. Yeah. I don't think I would have made it through. No. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it was hard enough so on my cool. sharing right, that story. So right. anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, hey, it has been uh, a great series, and uh, thank you guys for, and you guys have uh, shouldered the lion's share of uh, the teaching through it. So um, it's been awesome. And uh, I know uh, we've gotten a lot from it. As you said, you know, people, we really believe that God is working in our people through his word. And it's just so cool to see. So um, if you guys have any questions for us, if you have any comments, please go ahead and send it to info at coppellbible.org. Keep sending those reviews. We love it. We, we'd like to hear if, if we're hitting the mark on what you guys like to listen to. Um, or if you're having fun listening to it, we are definitely having fun uh, making this podcast. But um we are coming up on Christmas, and we're kicking off our Christmas series this we weekend. Go. Home for Christmas, so you guys need to be there. Hey, aren't you doing I it? I am kicking it off. So, so, so is Barkef Bar- hey, hey. leading next week's podcast Bar- to ask Kef you questions? Barkef hosting <laughs> next week's podcast, so right. we'll see how it goes. Uh, warning, warning. <laughs> he's going to work on his deep voice. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, again, we are so happy you guys are joining us for this, and we look forward to seeing you Sunday. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.